In the North America, about a third of all greenhouse gas emissions are created by transportation. So uh, if you think about if you think about that, if you can electrify that segment, you can take a huge chunk uh, out of our our uh, greenhouse gas emissions, right? So it's a big deal. Like it, it moves the needle considerably. And of course, uh, we're able to do that, you know, not only by providing a zero emission bus, but we're also providing a better bus. So more people want to ride the bus uh, and they park their car, you know, if they had a choice, right? And uh, of course, then that expands to, I'm sure you get, you know, 25 Amazon packages every week. Well, what about those delivery vehicles? You can start to electrify those. That's a major, major chunk. Uh, so it's a, it moves the needle considerably. I'm Kim Chris, Director of SC Tech and Cybersecure SC at the South Carolina Council on Competitiveness. And I'm Joseph Nutter, co-founder of Design Sensory and PopFiz. We're talking to some of the most interesting minds in the South. They're hands-on, they're driven, and they're sharing their notes on business and creativity, entrepreneurship and leadership, failure and growth, and so much more. If you really want to make lasting change, you have to deal with the big, hairy problems that confront society. According to the EPA, greenhouse gas emissions from transportation account for about 27% of total U.S. greenhouse gas emissions, making it the largest contributor of U.S. emissions. Generating electricity is second at 25%. Between 1990 and 2020, Greenhouse gas emissions in the transportation sector increased more in absolute terms than any other sector. So now more than ever, the world needs safer, more reliable, and cleaner commercial transportation options. That is what drives the people at Proterra. Their mission is to advance EV technology to deliver the world's best performing commercial vehicles. With more than 10 years of experience delivering heavy-duty electric transit vehicles, Proterra has sold over 1,300 buses to over 135 transit agencies across 43 U.S. states and Canadian provinces. I was very excited to sit down with Mike Finnern, employee number three, to learn about the story behind a pioneer in the EV space. My name is Mike Finnern, and I'm the Vice President of Customer Success with Proterra. We are at our Greenville, South Carolina transit bus factory. This is where we build our transit buses destined for customers all over the U.S. and Canada. We happen to be sitting on a bus right now that's bound for Metrolink in Moline, Illinois. Proterra is a manufacturer of heavy-duty electric vehicle technology. We have actually three businesses. Uh, what started out over a decade ago with our very first uh, heavy-duty battery electric zero-emission transit bus we delivered uh, to our customers out in Southern California has transformed into a lot more than just transit. We now have three business units, the transit bus business, which uh, I'm sitting on uh, one of right now. And then we also have our Proterra powered business, and that business sells our EV technology batteries, 
powertrains, things like that, to other uh, companies who are electrifying heavy-duty equipment. Could be things like school buses or construction equipment or delivery vans, those sorts of things. And then the third is Proterra Energy. And Proterra Energy provides end-to-end -end comprehensive charging infrastructure. So we do the design work, we do the construction work, and we provide the equipment itself to electrify fleets. We started with uh, heavy-duty electric transit buses about 20 years ago. Our first buses were delivered over, a, over 12 years ago, uh, and we really started the whole electric transit bus industry. Most of our transit buses go to municipal transit agencies throughout the country and Canada. Uh, the U.S. and Canada, I should say. Um, we also sell to really, you know, anybody that's looking to electrify their transit fleet. So that could include universities, airports, you know, other private entities. So Proterra plays a role in many different aspects of the electric vehicle revolution. Vehicles, technology, and infrastructure. But let's focus on the buses. How do you make an electric bus? Uh, an empty bus shell comes in. Our bus bodies are composite, uh, which is unique. Uh, it has a lot of benefits. You know, we, we do ground up EVs, right? Design from the ground up rather than a conversion uh, that some of our competitors uh, are forced to do. So you'll see our composite body shell, empty body shell come in, and then we'll walk through about 12 stations, uh, each one uh, where the bus you know, gets more and more parts added to it and becomes uh, closer to a, a finished bus. At the very end, the buses go through our commissioning process where they get turned on for the first time. You know, we bring the high voltage systems on safely. Uh, they, get, uh, they run through a whole battery of tests, including about 200 miles of of road mileage accumulation to make sure that they're uh, in good shape. Uh, and then our customers will come to our factory here and inspect their own buses uh, and sign them off for shipment before they get loaded up and shipped off uh, to their final destination. I often wonder how any innovator finds themselves working in brand new industries with every step in the space being the first taken. So with Mike, how did he get into electric buses to begin with? So I've always been been a, a gearhead, and I've always known that from a I'd say a pretty early age that I wanted to do something sort of technical, right? So I got into engineering, and uh, my first job was in the auto industry. So I was in in uh, Southeast Michigan, Ford Motor Company, and, and uh, some other uh, companies in that area. And I worked on really advanced powertrains. So straight out of the gate, I was working on things that were contributing to lowering emissions, improving fuel economy, those sorts of things. And I really enjoyed that. Um, and I had an opportunity through through some some colleagues and an engagement that I had to, to become familiar with Proterra. And I felt like Proterra had the right technology, the right vision, and more so, I think the right way to make an, an impact, meaning the right cause, so to speak, right? The right way to, to get into uh, reducing greenhouse gas gas emissions, zero emissions, that sort of thing through transit. I really like that mission. So 2009, I packed up the family and we moved ourselves to from Southeast Michigan to Colorado, which is where the company started, Golden Colorado. So I was one of the first employees there, really building buses in uh, what amounted to a garage bay in Colorado. And, you know, it's been pretty neat. I, I had the opportunity to be really have like a front row seat uh, in the industry. I was the project manager for our very first three buses that went out to our customer in California. And I've seen uh, the industry grow ever since. So I had a front row seat on really creating an entire industry as the project manager for our very first three buses that we sold 
to our customer in Southern California. And that was all the way back in 2010 is when, when that occurred. And then shortly after that, Proterra decided we were ready to grow, right? The idea had really kind of taken hold. We'd managed to, to um, get past a phase of a startup where uh, you're trying to convince people that the idea makes sense, right? They got that. So now it was the opportunity to really scale. And that's when South Carolina came on the scene and we moved the company from Golden, Colorado, right here to Greenville, South Carolina. And my family and I came along with, and I think we probably had, oh, I don't know, you know, a, a dozen people uh, that came out here from Colorado at that time. And, and now we've got, I think over 600 people working right here in Greenville and over 1100 uh, at the company overall. We really created this entire uh, segment of the industry. And so uh, we've been doing this for longer than anybody. You know, we've had our, our zero emission electric transit buses on the road since 2010, uh, well over a decade now. And that's given us the opportunity to learn. And you know, amazingly, those buses way back then went about 50 miles uh, before they had to recharge. And barely a decade later, we just released our fifth generation ZX-5 transit bus that can go well over 300 miles on a single charge. So you know, we've, we've led in the technology, uh, having gotten all the way to our fifth generation bus in, in you know, a little over 10 years. But maybe moreover, you know, what that's allowed us to do is kind of understand how special the folks that work here are and the ideas that we have are, because we've been able to transfer that technology to our other business segments and, and really start to help other areas of transportation electrify their fleets as well. So I think that spirit of innovation uh, and, and uh, creativity sets us apart. And, and you know, our experience really is second to none. We've been able to develop areas of the business that were necessary to expand uh, in the way that we wanted to. So started with the vehicle, we built the buses and then, well, we got to build chargers, right? So we had to figure that out as well. And then along the way, we've had to do things like support uh, workforce development. And do we have enough workers? Do we have uh, you know, technicians to work on the buses? How do we help our end users, whether they be transit agencies or other fleet operators? How do we help them to be successful? And we've had to create all those elements ourselves to make it so kind of what's the next hurdle and let's figure out how to get past that 300 miles on a single charge isn't the only selling point of these buses really total cost of, of ownership right there's a lot fewer components in an electric vehicle than a than a traditional internal combustion uh, vehicle where you where you uh, you know pump oil out of the ground and light it on fire we're well past that now uh, so there's a lot uh, of maintenance advantages and obviously it's zero emissions so for those that have you know, ever increasing goals around sustainability and greenhouse gas emissions, it meets that obviously. Um, and I think one of the things you know, that may be undervalued in terms of the benefit is the noise, right? They're quiet, almost dead silent. And uh, when you think about all the noise you hear on a day-to-day -day basis, whether it comes from trucks or cars uh, or, or you know, whatever it might be, it goes away and it makes for a really nice environment, not just for the people on the vehicle or the operator, for example, but those next to it on the street. With so many competitive advantages and the leading edge in the electrification of public transportation buses, why expand to include offerings like batteries and other technology? 
What ended up happening was we kind of cut our teeth in the transit industry, and we did that uh, for a number of reasons. It was it was our founder's vision. Uh, you know, what he wanted to do was provide clean, quiet transportation for all, and the best way to do that, he felt, was transit buses. And there's a, a lot of reasons for that, um, but they lend themselves very well. Their particular duty cycle lends it lends itself very well to electrification. So we started doing that, and what we soon learned was. It's actually a quite extreme uh, heavy-duty duty cycle. So if you can build zero-emission battery electric vehicles for transit, uh, the technology uh, is really uh, easy to transfer to a lot of other heavy-duty industries. And so we learned that along the way, learned that there's a pretty significant market, a really growing fast market for our, our battery technology and other EV technology and other, uh, and other segments of the industry. I can tell you that uh, over the last several years, uh, it's grown significantly to the, to the extent that uh, a lot of our customers, potential customers, transit agencies are starting to mandate we're not going to buy anything but zero emission uh, buses starting as soon as next year. With new or even experimental technology, it's always important to ensure your customers are satisfied or else you run the risk of them going back to more tried and true solutions. Obviously, um, you got to make your customers happy or they won't come back. I can tell you that we've got a really high repeat customer rate, very high. It's, uh, it's something that we're really proud of. People come back for more. Um, and, and that's, I think, because they've liked the products, they've liked uh, their customers' uh, interaction, right? They've, they've got high customer satisfaction. So we certainly talk a lot about that. Really, what it boils down to is spending time with the customers, asking them how things are going and instilling, I think, maybe a culture of continuous improvement. We know that we don't always get it right. So we have our systems in place to deal with that. So you know, we, we expect to have lessons learned and we capture those and we make sure to drive those into the process. And I think our customers see that. So even though uh, you know, they might have a, a challenge here or there, they know uh, that we're gonna work with them, we're gonna partner with them, whether it's in transit or our powered customers or our energy customers, we're gonna work with them to make sure that ultimately they're successful. Their, their success is our success, as we like to say. Um, and you know, we, uh, one of the fun things about my role is uh, I get to work with, with all these customers and, and by and large, they've never done this before. They've never deployed electric vehicles uh, before. So you know, our job, my team's job is to make sure they're successful kind of end to end. Uh, and, and that means going in and understanding their particular situation because they're always different and figuring out how we can solve their problems and give them the best possible uh, experience. Proterra is succeeding plain and simple. At one point, we started chatting with Mike about his mentor and he mentioned Proterra founder Dale Hill had filled that role for him. We asked how Mike thought Dale would feel about the company nowadays. I think he absolutely believes his, his vision has come to fruition. Yeah, I think, you know, we've has not been an easy road for sure. There's been a lot of ups and downs, uh, no doubt. But being where we are now with, uh, you know, well over 800 uh, electric transit buses on the road, Proterra powered partnerships with electric school buses, last mile delivery vehicles, construction equipment, whatever it might be. I mean, we're in, we're in so many different areas now. I think we, we, in a lot of ways, have fulfilled his vision and probably in a lot of ways gone far beyond it too. This podcast is part of Scribble, South Carolina's voice of innovation. We celebrate and support innovative activity across the state by connecting people to people. Visit scribblesc.com for exclusive interviews, tools, and resources. 
That's scribblesc.com. Renewable energy is the future, and Proterra has been leading the charge in that. Proterra has been in South Carolina for a number of years now and has really kind of become our symbol of what EV and sustainable energy, renewable energy can be. Uh, when you look at the buses, and I know you all got to go and sit and look on the buses, and, and I've gotten to do that before as well, and they're just so beautiful, and they feel cleaner, and they're so quiet. And I think that, you know, for any anybody out there who hasn't had the opportunity to really ride on an electric vehicle, it's it's quite a treat to have such a quiet environment. It just feels a little different. Some people think South Carolina really isn't a place where sustainability is happening or being embraced, but we actually are really embracing this in the state. We have a lot of organizations that are working towards sustainability and industry and business. And even commerce, by the way, has really been focused on sustainability for a number of years, starting with their business recycling program. In fact, my home organization has been focused on EV um, through our logistics cluster. We've even been partnering with the governor's office to complete an EV study for the state. We've seen a lot of announcements happening around investments in infrastructure to support the electrification of the state. And we're quickly becoming a leader in this area, which isn't really surprising when you think about it because of all the growth we have in our automotive industry. It's like 185% growth in the last decade more than any other southeastern state. So it would be natural that the next leap from that automotive environment is electrification of it. And again, you know, looking at Proterra, and they've been in the state now for a number of years, leading the charge in that, um, even so much so, you know, we got to see, I think when the president tours your factory, as a model <laughs> of a sustainable, you're, you're, onto you're, you're onto something, right? Yeah. So we really love to talk about the success of Proterra in South Carolina as, as one of those things that we're seeing. But in fact, there's a whole lot of other stuff happening too um, that Proterra is just kind of like that figurehead. For, yeah. You know. yeah. I'm reminded of Bob Brown and his whole conversation about building, yes. you know, building material for Tesla and the... Um, the, not the periphery, rather, but the core the core propositions of, of South Carolina in in manufacturing and innovation. Obviously, those are all related to electrification as well. So you guys you guys are winning on multiple fronts here. I think we are. And why does Mike think they've been so successful, both as a company and as innovators? You got to have a, a, a good idea obviously, but I think what's important is you also need to understand how you can implement that idea. Just having a good idea isn't good enough. You gotta be able to implement it and have it take root. And so, you know, when I think about what we've done, I think that's one of the key things uh, that's so special about Proterra is we, we had a, 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 the right idea and the right way to implement that idea. And you know, what I mean by that is, if you think about, say, uh, my, the problem I want to try to solve is reducing greenhouse gas emissions. Well, let's see, transportation is a lot of that, so let's look into that. But then what elements of transportation make the most sense? And when we started out, transit was the perfect opportunity for that because of the uh, usage case, 
uh, really is ideal for electric vehicles. And so we were able to you know, combine the two, the, the technology and the know-how to actually get it done, create that sort of a vehicle with the right segment. And, and if you don't have both of those, uh, you know, it, it's a lot harder to, to get your idea to fruition. We are interested in helping to make sure that spirit of innovation uh, is really your know, creativity's core to what we do. And uh, you know, I think when, when you're a company uh, like ours growing as fast as we have been and, and evolving as we've kind of learned, that sort of just comes naturally. So it's something that we talk a lot of, about. You know, we make sure that we have uh, the right sorts of people, but I think moreover, you know, what we, what we like to do is, is have uh, a diversity of folks on our teams. We've is critical to, to, to innovation and, and you know, fostering the spirit of innovation. You got to have people uh, with different mindsets, different viewpoints, different ideas, different uh, ex experience. And if you pull them all together, I think that's really a great way to foster uh, innovation. And, and of course, you have to you have to create an environment where that's valued. And I think we do that. And it just sort of it kind of comes naturally because again, we solve one problem. And when you're doing things new like we are, there's always another hurdle right after it. And that's a lot of uh, how we've really developed and and you know, kind of the things that the skill sets and the tools that we have, the products that we have. That's how they've developed just because that was the next thing next thing that needed to be solved. And, and that's how we ended up from transit buses to Proterra Power to Proterra Energy uh, and, and all the other things you know, that are in between. Where is Mike hoping to see Proterra head next? It's hard to name just one innovation that we're working on now. Surely there's a ton of things uh, that we've got coming out. But starting from the first transit bus over a decade ago with the 50 mile range to the buses we have today with 738 kilowatt hours of energy and well over 300 miles of range to novel powertrains, highly efficient electric accessories, tons of innovation. Uh, that we're working on now, and, and that's both in the transit buses and in uh, you know, the other segments through Proterra Powered and, and Proterra Energy. So I, I guess I think of it kind of as maybe three phases. You know, phase one for Proterra was the transit bus. And phase two, which I think is kind of where we are now, is, you know, really the, the, the maturity of the electric transit bus industry and then the growth into other segments like school buses and construction equipment and forklifts and, and uh, you know, other heavy duty electric vehicles. And then I think phase three is really where you get into the capability continues to grow. Uh, you know, our, our batteries, for example, continue to, to uh, gain in terms of their performance. And uh, that really enables even a, another wave of potential vehicles to be electrified, like long haul trucks going between cities, for example, right? That, that'll happen, I think, at end of this decade is when we'll start to see that. My name is Mike Finneran, and those were my notes on innovation. Thanks for listening to Of Note. I'm Joseph Nother. And I'm Kim Christ. This is an original production by the South Carolina Department of Commerce and Design Sensory. Our producer and editor is Hunter Foster, with additional editing support from Cody Langford. Our sound engineer is Mike Deering, with original music by Matt Honkinen. Special thanks to Robin Hendricks and Danny Netherland. You can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram at ScribbleSC. If you enjoyed the show, please make sure to subscribe, rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.